You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. Nice turnaround in the US markets on Friday, David. Thursday looked a little bit dodgy. I think a couple of Fed officials said something about interest rates and thought, oh, goodness, this run that we've been having is over. Friday, sort of halfway through the session, everyone said, no, we'll buy. And we went to new recent highs on the S&P, for example. So very encouraging. Mm. It's almost as though the mood has changed from sell the rallies to buy the dips. I think you're right. I think the mood has changed. And now the conversation is turning to when rates will be reduced. Yes. In other words, when will the Fed cut rates? Uh, is it going to be halfway through the year, uh, later on in the year, whatever it is? So um, it certainly has changed. And I think the market is beginning to position itself for that. Of course, we're going to hear ongoing talk about the you know from the fed governors just it's too early we haven't got to two percent yet we've got to bottle it up in but i think the market's pushing that aside so i don't think we're going to get uh, any further hikes and i'm just hoping that the market doesn't get too carried away but just keeps plugging on and and getting better so for what i see in the market at the moment i'm saying my observation there doesn't seem to be a weakness brewing, you know, uh, 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 nothing seems to be there that's going to kind of knock it off its perch. Um, you know, even the, the war is, is beginning to get a bit boring. Uh, I don't, I don't, that might sound flippant and, mm. and almost as though there's, I've got no feeling for, for, for any of the hostilities that are taken, but I mean, it's not front page news anymore. It continues and there's, there's a lot of human tragedy around it and each side has taken their position and are throwing rotten tomatoes at each other. But I think that this will be resolved. But the, from, from a purely stock market point of view, I think we've moved on. Uh, oil prices are kind of down. Coal prices are coming down. You know, anything that was threatened by uh, the, the concern that this would extend, I think is uh, kind of under control. So, um, there could be the so-called Santa rally. Um, yeah, it's more reliable than sell in May and go away, isn't it? The end of year yeah. rally. I think people want to dress up their portfolios first of all. I know these mm. days you can't do window dressing, but you can hold off on selling and, and just make sure those letters that come on January the 3rd or January the 4th, whenever it is, through the letterbox or via email, look fairly decent. So I'm sure that's still a factor to a certain extent. And yeah, yeah. long may it continue. When do you send out your I statements, think- David? Sorry, when? When do you send do out we, your statements? Is it yeah, uh, every quarter or what? I think December. No, no, no. No, we send a monthly statement. Hmm. Okay. So um, we talk to clients all the time. It's an ongoing thing. But uh, I don't do client presentations on a quarterly basis. I do them as and when we need it. There are certain clients we do on a regular basis. But uh, you try to chat to everybody and keep them up to date, you know, because things happen. <laughs> and sometimes you need to uh, address issues. So, for example, when a war breaks out between Israel and Hamas, yes, you've got you know your clients don't want to wait for the next quarter. You've got to be able to get hold of them and talk to them and and uh, share how you see things uh, unfolding. So, um, I, I just just going back you know to the markets. I think that uh, we will we will just continue to to plod forward. I don't know whether there's anybody that would go short of the market at these levels. And I say it against the kind of uh, uh, results that we have seen. 
and also just looking forward. Markets are not expensive. You know, they're not – we can't use that um, measure anymore to say that, you know, U.S. markets are wildly expensive and uh, therefore going to come down as they adjust. I think as, as interest rates come down, so I think markets will start to pick up. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've started to buy. You know where I'm going. I'm not. I'm not moving away from them. I still think that it's going to be uh, a tech-inspired. Uh, when I, I don't want to say recovery, but move in markets. I still think those companies are going to outperform uh, all the other value plays or cyclical plays or whatever kind of play you want to call it. I still think it's going to be a tech-dominated uh, uh, move on on global markets. Good. Anything you read over the weekend? It was obviously it, it still is dominated yeah. uh, by the war, uh, the, the war in the Middle East. Ukraine, Russia has gone very quiet, but it's yeah. the same story every day. Israel says no, we're not targeting civilians. Palestine, Hamas, uh, all say, well, you are actually because you're having a go at hospitals, and they say, well, we're doing that because you've got operatives yeah. in there, and they I say, know. no, we haven't. It's just, it's just yeah. a stalemate. It's just going to go it on. Is. Well, it's. You know, each side has drawn their lines. Each side has got their views. And what is coming out, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, I, th I think the media has had to take a step back and look at what it's reporting. And it's come under huge criticism, uh, correctly so, you know, for whichever side it takes. And, and I think the call is, hold on, you know, if you, if you don't know anything about it, rather don't say anything. And I'm talking about politicians and, and various other people as well. And I'm not taking sides in this respect. I'm just saying that's the, that, that's the issue. I think um, it's a complex and complicated issue. And therefore, um, you know, you don't, if, if you don't understand it, as Buffett would say, you know, it's too hard to understand. I'm going to put it in the too hard file. So rather than, then embarrass yourself somewhere down the line. Just be quiet. You know, just just don't say anything. And I think exactly. a lot of the press has been caught up with with false news and and so on, and getting caught up in the emotion of what is a very difficult uh, situation to to grasp. So, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I don't comment. You know, I try. I don't comment. I just carry on looking at the markets and looking at. Uh, uh, you know, I've got my own views, and there's I've got a lot of emotion in the sense that. I've got cousins and uh, in Israel and friends and everything, but um, I, my only hope is that we sort this out and that everybody sits around a table and for for the Palestinian people as well, you know, for everybody, for Israel, Palestine, Palestine, that we can actually move forward instead of having year after year or or, or the chance of this recurring. So yeah, I think the ground has been set for another couple of generations. And people that have grown, yeah. the, the young people that have grown up and do manage to survive, young Palestinians, what are they going to do? What, what on earth would, would, would you do if you'd had your family wiped out, your house destroyed, you'd been displaced, yeah. sent from the north to the south, and, and etc.? I know I'd be radicalised. Israel is radicalising, and I, I think that Hamas has made itself a global pariah by the appalling events of October the 7th. So there's blame on yeah. both sides. But anyway, it yeah. hasn't affected markets, David, and we have to put our capitalist mm. uh, markets hats on now yeah. and yeah. say it hasn't, they haven't budged yet anyway. No, no, no. No, they remain strong, and, uh, and uh, you know, that, I think that's going to uh, continue. 
Yeah, of course it's going to make news, but I mean, there's no real fallout. My my own view is that I think more people want peace than not, and particularly um, in the in the you know in the Middle East, I think there's a desire there to turn it into a, 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 a an economy that's um, what's the word not fated but supported by by the by the world. You know, I think Saudi Arabia, when you see what they want, and I think that's where. Um, the fact that they're not doing anything has, has also helped markets a lot. What I'm trying to say is that it hasn't drawn in other nations. You know, we haven't seen Iran or Lebanon or or the Middle East getting involved. And I think on that basis, I think that's why mark. You know, all of that. Sorry, this is where I'm trying to get to. This is why markets have uh, moved on. You know, it's a it it seems to be very regional at the moment. Even though America's got ships there and everything, I mean warships. Yeah. What are people saying outside in the Economist and the FT outside of the conflict? Any interesting pieces? Because it seems a bit quiet at the moment. I, yeah. No, I think the big story, and that's continued to gain momentum, and you've got to watch it carefully. Is are the uh, Eli Lilly, the weight loss drugs, drugs that are coming out of Nova Nordisk. Yeah. and out of Eli Lilly and AstraZeneca and so on. And the consequences, uh, uh, you know what I've done, and I think we discussed this the other day, kind of brushed aside the whole story. So, oh, it's going to take time. But it's not. I think that what you are finding is uh, they certainly found this, I think, with the Nova Nordis rust, uh, uh, weight loss drugs, that it is um, people who take it have got a much lower chance of getting heart disease, you know, exactly. of course, which come with it. So uh, this is, it's a big story, Lindsay. Mm. And um, I think it's going to be one of the dominant themes, um, what the consequences of a drug like this is. This is not, this is a serious drug that, I mean, it's a drug that's going to address a very serious problem, which is obesity. Yes. And you know, with obesity, I think comes diabetes and um, you know other diseases, heart diseases, and a whole lot of things. And if they can get on top of it, this is a major breakthrough. So watch that space. We, I've been flippant. I've been there. You know, dismissal is a better word. Just ah, okay, it's nice. Let's watch it. But I think that uh, you have, and I think that food companies, I think that companies associated with this are. Um, and the companies associated with, with with this drug are also starting to plan for it. You know, how does uh, <laughs> how would McDonald's um, cope with it? You know, or how would PepsiCo uh, with their drug uh, with their uh, snacks division? You know, all of these things are have to be considered. So, um, so, David, so yeah, that, I think I think know, go into that in a greater detail. Yeah, I think to Europe's top companies now, Nova and Nordisk, and share price went up four percent on Friday mm. because the report came out to say yes. This cuts heart disease. And I don't know whether it was an unintended side issue of the actual drug itself, which was, uh, I don't know, what does it do? Does it suppress your appetite? Or does it increase your metabolism? How does it work? Well, you see, I don't know the full impact of it, but it does do that. I think that, that it changes your habits. Yeah. You know, by, by you not eating, sometimes it also addresses addictive habits. You know, even uh, smoking, gambling, any of those as well. Yeah. For some reason, it does change your mindset. So uh, it, it's quite remarkable that there has been this breakthrough. The problem is that it could become a fad. In other words, everybody wants to take it to lose to, to lose weight, even those who don't want to. 
you know, who don't necessarily need to lose weight are going to say, well, here's a to make me uh, needle thin, you know, mm. <laughs> want to look like Twiggy or whatever it is. Or Shapiro. <laughs> so so I, I'm worried like that. But look, it's it's got serious um, medical uh, consequences in a positive light. I mean mm. that in a positive light. So it is starting to attract a lot of attention. I think, oh, the other one. Oh, mm. oh, sorry. How can I forget the story? Go on. The, the other one is, is obviously the copyright story with AI. Lindsay do you know that there's a Beatles song, I think, that's going to the top 50? Well, it's, it's number one. It was the fir their first yes. number one was 54 years ago. And just last week, what's it called? Who Knows Now or something? Something yeah. like that. It's a, it's it, went straight to this, it went straight to the top of the charts, yeah. But you know how that was generated? No, go on. By AI. By AI. If you read the story, and I hope I'm getting it right, Yoko Ono had a tape that John Lennon had made during the, you know, the Let It Be era, towards the end of the Beatle era. And she gave it to Paul, to the remaining three Beatles. They, they were managed to extract two songs from it, which they were able to pre, you know, record. When I say record, they were able to record over and use the tape. But the third song, there was TV in the background and a whole lot of interferences that, that rendered it uh, difficult. You know, they couldn't do it. So what did they do? They recreated it through AI. In other words, taking data from all his other songs, from his voice, from his singing. Are you with me? You know what he's mm. doing? Little bits of data through AI and recreated him singing. Just to put it, if I haven't explained it well, oh, you have done. let me put it this way. I could write a song, and using AI, I could get Taylor Swift to sing it. Okay. In other words, stealing her voice from other places, you know, all over. And in the same way as ABBA during the 60s, you know, they took Beatles, they took the White Album, and they said, hold on a sec. There's a formula here, let's kind of copy it, you know what I mean? And that's how, that led to the creation of ABBA. They, 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 they unashamedly admit that they, that they used the Beatle records and broke it down and looked at it and, and created their songs using the same formula that the Beatles have So done. what's the big so stink I'm, here? So who's, who's suing whom if anyone is suing anyone? No, no. No, that's what, that's what artists are very worried about. You know, there's an extreme concern about, uh, you know, what, what I can recreate your voice. I can get you giving a speech. That's the danger. So as long as there's enough data to take, uh, and that's what they did with John Lennon's song now. So obviously this was done with copyright, with authority, and, uh, you know, with the right kind of authority. So, but that, that's the big fear. Could it go so then to could, could it go then to visual? I mean, could, could it go to video? Yeah. In other words, you take a dead film star yeah. and you have a look yeah. at all of his or hers films. You yeah. give it to AI and they'll sort it out. And you could have yeah. this person starring in a film. Yeah. Well, eventually, yes. But this is what happened with John Lennon. He starred on the song. Yeah. <laughs> he sang the song, and it was haunting because uh, when you know when you hear there was his voice. 
And so here you are, you've got the Beatles. Well, uh, George Harrison's gone as well, but I mean, yes. you've got uh, Ringo played on it and Paul McCarthy and, and so on. So it's, it's, it's a f- fascinating story, but I think it identifies where we are and what can happen. So if you think this is, you know, you're brushing it aside, uh, this is big. You know, when I say this is a, this is big, you know, big from a scary point of view, but big from where it can go. So yeah, and it's going so quickly. That's the other thing. Yeah, uh, do you, you, you well, don't that's know. why that mm. was a cover story of the Economist. Now, uh, but you can see even in the illustration, they've got these little dots. You know, which are, are are meant to signify data, and it comes out and creates the image, which was the front cover here. And mm. then there was, uh, I, you know, I try to read up on the song, on how it was created. And that's so fascinating. Yes, it is. Watch this space on that one. Uh, let's go come back to Earth now, because I'm not doing a five o'clock shadow today. So I just want okay. to have a look look at a couple of companies. Harmony is not of yeah. interest to you, but it came out with a, an update. No, okay. Good, good numbers. Very good, good numbers. numbers. Yeah, nearly nine yeah. percent up the last time I looked. Altron yeah. is a company I used to cover when I was on Jeez. telly and stuff. Up six and two thirds percent. What is Altron these days? Yeah. You know, well, it, it's pretty much what it was, but they un- when they unbundled Bytes, which is the UK company, yes, I think things fell fell backwards. You know, it uh, it was in fact that's why this result was a big surprise. I don't think anybody expected the kind of numbers that came out because I think the last set of results just showed how they were battling without um, you know, without bites. What what might be happening is the same thing as that businesses are now picking up on that side of the, you know, on the digital side of their businesses, transforming it, having to get new systems in. I haven't gone through it in detail, but when I saw that headline earnings were up around about 19%, that was a surprise to the upside. So, uh, hmm. you know, normal, if it's over 20%, that's when you've got to put up a trading statement. So this is under. Uh, and maybe that's why it caught the market by surprise in you know, 19%, whatever it is. So I'm not quite, you know, it's, it's yeah, one's got to go through this in greater detail. Um, okay, so we had two winners, and do we have to stop with the loser? Uh, Vodacom down 5%. We, we've spoken yeah. so much about these companies, yeah. and yeah. no matter how much people try and convince me that they're, ah. they're good to be, and I just say, no, I don't know. No. I really don't know anymore. Ah. Do you, do you know what, Lindsay, you can sum it up very simply. To In order to keep your customers satisfied, you have to spend huge amounts of money. And you have to upgrade all the time. You know, you've got to upgrade your systems. And you can see from the revenue that they created, when you go down to the bottom line, it's it's flat. I know that they, they brought on Egypt and that might have... Uh, flattered their numbers, you know, which was a new acquisition and so on. If you again, there's there's so many pages of numbers that it's very difficult to quickly summarise them. But I think I think wherever we go globally, I think if we look at uh, these kind of businesses, uh, the mobile businesses and that very difficult business, you can't make money. We we all thought that they they'd have fintech and streaming and none of that has has really materialised. So. You know, Wayne, our dear friend, would say it's a high dividend yield, which it probably is. You're getting a 5% dividend, but uh, there's no more growth left in this. Well, that's my interpretation, yeah. yeah it's, it's an entirely correct interpretation. If you look at the share prices, these companies have been in decline or going sideways yeah. for years. 
It's as simple oh, as that. Yeah. David, interesting football over the weekend. Terrific yes. stuff. I mean, proper swashbuckling yeah. stuff. People were buckling yeah. their swashes the whole weekend. I mean, I know it was said we had the Spurs-Chelsea game last Monday, a week ago today. Um, we had on Sunday night the fantastic Chelsea City game, 4 all unheard of. But also there are other games, like Chelsea, uh, West Ham Forest, that was 3-2. It was yeah. a ding-dong battle. And it seems to me that the English... I don't know. Either the players are getting worse and it's become, you know, what happens when, when you haven't got the, the same standards as, say, Italy or, or Spain. You haven't got oh. those great defenders. The goals, the, the games are lower scoring. And when you start to get a little bit lax, you get high scoring games. I don't know if that's oh. the case in England. I just think they're playing with more freedom now. Yeah, they are. And, and I think they're quality players. Mm. I don't think it's, they might not be quality defenders. But, I mean, even if you looked at the Man City game um, versus Chelsea, the one thing about Man City, you've got uh, Rodri, you've got, um, what is the Ben, oh, I just see his name slipping now. Foden. Um, no, not Foden, in the back, in the back line. And the, they've got strong defenders. And uh, you've got Kyle Walker. He's so, a, yeah, I he's mean, he's brilliant, and and there's I mean, and, they, and they've got when Stones strong. is there. When Stones is there, yeah, uh, he's oh. the, he's the missing one. Yeah, but he was he was injured yesterday. But yeah, but Chelsea just went at them. If you ruffle their feathers, yeah. they lose their rhythm. And, yeah, I know. So here you've got a team with I thought very very strong, wherever they are, you know, the strong line of defence, very strong attack, and yet Chelsea scored four. Mm. So um, I, I found that fascinating, and I found it, well, Chelsea said, we're going to go with you, and good luck to them. I think there was a very touching scene at the end, which you might have missed. You know, poor old, um, <laughs> what's he, the youngster who went there? Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer, mm. yeah. You know, he was just summarily dismissed. He thought that he was going to be, you know, because I remember he played the charity shield and, in fact, scored against Arsenal. And, and suddenly he's off to Chelsea and that. And I could see the pain of him having to take the penalty. And he just shrugged his shoulder. Well, what must I do? And uh, I think after the match, I think uh, I just saw Carl, uh, Carl Walker just come and give him like a fatherly hug, you know, because there's still a big age difference between them. But just, you know, like a, a senior player just giving him a good hug, and, and, and which I thought was a very nice gesture. I don't know if you picked it up in that. It I didn't want to pick warm. up, though, when there was a bit of a brouhaha in the middle of the pitch about some disputed decision. You know, it was just a, a bit of jostling. Yeah. Cole Palmer came along. There's Harlan standing there. And Harlan's an impressive, impressive yeah. figure of a, a man, you know. And Cole Palmer's a little bit of a, a, a... He's quite tall, but he's quite skinny. And <laughs> what's his name? Harlan just smiled at him, took two hands and pushed him away and really gave him a proper <laughs> shove. And you couldn't, you couldn't, he wasn't even in the camera shot. He pushed him so hard, but he was smiling <laughs> at him. <laughs> it was all very good natured, though. Okay, David, mm. well, let's call it a day. It was very, very quiet today, but we made, uh, we made a silk purse out of a sow's ear. And we'll do the same <laughs> on Thursday with Viv Govender and also next Monday with you. That was Shapiro Will with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.